the Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC 263 Breakdown. Picks, plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night What is up, you savages? This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Tom. Analyst is work you can find over at MMAJunkie.com, but on this year program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today and night whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully it's worth the flight. Recording this on Wednesday as I'm rushing to get on a plane here. We're trying to hit you guys Tuesday, but uh, as you know, everything kind of hit me instead. I almost bled out last week and all the other craziness to uh, reinforce my nightmare since joining the media of constantly being late to get to or from Hawaii. But that's where I'm going. So I want to get this to you guys early. We're going to quickly, it's going to be an expedited edition with uh, the plane to catch and you know, maybe may or may not being behind on some reminders. We're gonna do, go um, check the timestamps. Recap: UFC Fight Night 189, uh, Sakai, um, and then we're gonna do a quick, 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 quick breakdown on top Bellator fight 260, and then uh, break down UFC 263 from top to bottom. As per usual, check the timestamps. And again, I always recap my picks and plays at the very end. Thank you for listening to the audio version on YouTube, Daniel Tom MMA. Um, I still haven't hit 500 subscribers. I think I've been like 12 away for like two weeks. And I keep posting about it, but I, I should stop because it's pretty sad looking, the fact that I can't even get 500. But either way, um, I really, you know what, uh, like and subscribe. I Obviously, yes, I, I do want to grow and I do appreciate. But honestly, I really just genuinely appreciate you guys. You know, you get down on small numbers or this or that, um, you know, and you, you, you compare yourself to other people and you're like, oh, man, I, I suck or this or that. But I'm like, no, you know what, man, uh, I, I, again, you know, not the best research this week, which is surprise, surprise. Another reason why I can't be too upset. I um, haven't been able to give you guys the best product, but also um, whether I'm on par or my normal game or it's been chaotic, um, I always give you guys me. I give you guys my best. I give you guys my all. I give you guys my honest truth and um, every time. And uh, I think in return, that's what my numbers reflect. You know, If I wanted to be fake and this and that, maybe my numbers would be bigger, but then I would be fake and then I would probably attract more fake people. So uh, not only is this a, a vague way for me <laughs> myself feel better, but also um, to pay a genuine compliment to you because you know what? That says a lot about you guys. Y'all here. Y'all are the real ones. You smart and you still got hot. Uh, so I appreciate the fuck out of you. You can give a five-star rating and review if you're listening on an Apple podcast if you appreciate the fuck out of me. If not, don't worry. It's all good um, in the hood. Uh, I'm going to skip Amazon reads and um, on it reads, although you can click through those banners at MixedMarshallAnalyst.com if you want to support this free show. Uh, for no cost, and um, also PayPal links there at mixedmarshallanalyst.com. Um, all these things are in the show notes as well, LinkedIn. Uh, I'll get to the Amazon reads next time. All right, guys, uh, let's go to UFC uh, Sakai uh, Rosenstrach Fantasy Jewish Fight League. Uh, they did good. My brother, my brethren did good. 
Um, our team did good. Uh, if, if Brad or Aaron or any of my other Jewish brothers or sisters are listening, I'm just kidding. Rosenstruck of, of Shurnam, um, Shurnam, um, um, yeah, he just kind of gave him the touch of death. I didn't really watch this card that much because I was so busy. I've been so busy. Like It's either I'm in the hospital for someone else, I'm almost dying, or <laughs> it's just so busy that like I was actually like working on other fights, and I'm still behind because it's just one of those weeks. Take a week off ahead of time to get ahead of things so you don't have to worry about these things. And um, sure enough, I'm just scrambling to the end and don't even get to watch these fights half the time. That's how crazy it is, but, you know, fight week never stop. Um, beer run to Bora deserved all the beer run in the world, you know. I could see why he was looking so fondly at those beers, because when he stepped on the scale, boy, he looked like he uh, he tightened it up this camp. And uh, Walt, as good as he looked early, you know, uh, the same tropes uh, bothered him there. And uh, Tibur, Tibura showed why he was favored. Uh, Roman Delice, uh conservative approach against Laureano Staropoli. It's strange, you know. It's like again, the only reason why um, why I would even like even pick this guy and not auto fade Delize is because my guy Nick Six stated bias is in the corner. But it's like this guy wants to be a wild man at heart. It's like you know, I don't know, I don't know how well he's going to do with his conservative, you know, uh, the conservative approach. Is what he needed to do to fight Staropoli, So. It was good, believe me. No, no complaints there. But uh, it's just funny to watch this. This guy's a character. You can tell he just wants to get wild. So good on my man Eric for somehow keeping the reins on that wild man. Gets him another. Gets another win. Uh, Puns and Emil, Mandamonio uh, defeated Miguel Baeza. Great fight that I barely got to watch. So I actually would be excited to go back and watch that one. Good on Puns, man. How do you not feel good for that guy? Um, Gregory Rodriguez defeated uh, Disco Todorovic. Uh, shout out to uh, my man Brazchuk's uh, fucking dusty, dusty toads, dusty roads impression. <laughs> just seems like that guy was just always pounding beers and barbecue more than he was wrestling. Get, get Dusty another sweat of sausage on his plate. Yeah, soft by the sausage for Dusty. Um, Montana De La Rosa defeated Arion Lipsky. Okay, that was good. That was that was the strong parlay piece I recommended. Um, Alir Latifi defeated Tanner Bozer. I guess this could have gone the other way. Especially if you look at the, you know, the eye thing was done by a punch, broken arm done by a kick. You know, I wish people would credit those things. Feel you, I feel Tanner Bozier. Tanner Bozier. Um, but hey, you know, Latifi lives to fight another day. Um, Muslim Salikov defeated Francisco Trinaldo. Fun fight for a 30-27. It's one of those competitive ones, you know, that the scorecard doesn't tell the story. Obviously no issue with the scorecard. Just saying, like, you know, Masaranduba. but I give it up to him, you know, getting in there. You know, he fought for your money if you sprinkled. Kamala Kirk, this was surprising, defeated Maquan Amirhani. Um, Maquan, man, just, oof. Yeah, that, I think we've seen a hard drop-off here and a hard limit. Where's Kirk, man? You know, if you're going to fix one thing, is cardio go to fight ready? Oh, yeah, I see you. Uh, Alan Patrick Mason Jones, this should have been a win for Jones. Uh, Manon Fido defeated uh, Tabitha Ricci. Another standing finish. Woodson defeated Zalow. Um, it was wrong in the pick, but similar to the dynamic, you know, wouldn't matter the side. Uh, Euron was kind of at play there. Claudio Puelez defeated Jordan Levin. Didn't watch this one, but Puelez apparently out-grappled him. So, you know, another one to stay away for a reason, even though the pick was wrong. So I think I only went 4-8-1 official, but could have gone like 7-6, and six, uh, depending on how you look at that. Um, all right, so how do we do on time for that? 740. Eight. All right, so we're going to go Bellator 260. 
Uh, I'm writing this one up as we speak, actually. And, um, yeah, we've got uh, Yaroslav Amosov, who opened as like a plus 140 dog. Now he's barely plus 100, depending on where you find him. Whereas uh, Douglas Lima, minus 120. Uh, I'm taking Amosov here. I kind of hinted at it when I did my Dark Horse article, which has aged very well, by the way. Um, as well as the Dark Horse podcast. Uh, all Bellator Dark Horse is aging really well. Um, I know not the hardest thing to call, but hey, whatever. Uh, but but the point is, when I go back and read that article, I did kind of tease that uh, I thought he'd be a really bad matchup. And the more I watched and refresh, I think he is. Doesn't mean he's going to win. Of course not. You know, Douglas Lima, whether it's that check hook, which is going to be worth watching, or of course we all know about his debilitating leg kicks. If he's able to get off that game, none of us should be surprised. But not only is Amosov a guy who can wrestle really well from all ranges, um, chain and what whatnot, good in the clinch, good in open space against the cage. Um, but he also, as a fighter, can fight off both stances. He can go lateral, fight moving laterally. He can fight off the back foot when he needs to, as we saw Storley. He's got a consistent jab that he can throw out there. Um, and, uh, like, that, you know, he, he he got tired of the Storley fight. That was insane. Anybody would have gotten tired. He's not going to do that fight with Douglas Lima, even though he's never been proven five rounds like Lima. I got to imagine um, he's got still got better cardio. It was just that pace and that wrestling uh, and being on... Not you know on on the other end of it having it come right back at you you know you know Logan Storley doing a little bit of power bottom there you know bottom that fucks back you know Jesus damn wow that was a great analogy listen I'm just saying <laughs> but uh but <laughs> your girlfriend's like gonna come in any minute uh, she's gonna be like what the fuck are you recording um <laughs> um but yeah I I just think he could be a bad matchup there <coughs> um. And, uh, you know, looking at the, uh, you know, they're both training ATL, but uh, or American top team, Douglas Lima at his own ATL uh, version, and ATL, I should say, and then Amosov at the main one in Florida, and he just looks jacked, ripped. He's got that cardio heartbeat monitor on, like, throughout all the camp. Yeah, he looks like he's ready to go. So I actually laid it on Amosov. He's one of two dog plays I got for you guys here. Um, Pico, Aiden Lee, I think I took Pico. Jackson Leminger. I think I took Leminger. No strong pick. Money coming in on Jackson, so maybe I should have picked Jackson there. I uh, definitely picked Jason Jackson. You know, I'm on the Jason Jackson train. I uh, took Porto over uh, Joanne. Um, I think I took Claxton over Gonzalez, but not confident in that. Man, that Justin Gonzalez kid, watch out. Um, but I'm a little bit biased towards Claxton, so that might be it. Took Newell. And not much to say there. All right, what time are we at as we go to 10.44? Wow, we're keeping it expedited, aren't we? All right. USC 263 headline by Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. This is another breakdown that uh, um, it's not out, but uh, I may or may not uh, be submitting it as we speak. Um, but it's okay. I got all my takes and videos recorded and fight footage that I can watch this week. It's going to be watched for the main, main fights. So I sip some coffee. Yeah, this line, did it open this wide? Probably because Adesanya is popular. But this is definitely dogger pass. I'm taking Adesanya here by decision, um, which is really dangerous considering that's how Vittori is going to win the fight. And, you know, so Adesanya will lose the fight. But Vittori, you know, um, you know, to quote Clark's animated series, nothing can kill the Grimace. Shout out to Zane Simon and Condor there. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you can't depend on that. Um, I think ultimately I hate being length six inches and using that basic barometer there, or, you know, measuring stick. But I do think that that does come into play, you know, um, 
Jack was able to make things competitive with his length, although his jab wasn't as nuanced, much less in that fight especially, wasn't as effective. And then Kevin Holland, um, you know, uh, was able to give him problems uh, as well with, uh, you know, a, a one-inch differential length of uh, Israel Adesanya. So um, I do think that is something, you know. Vittori's defenses can be fainted out. Um, he was pretty successful with leg kicks. You want to hope Vittori checks those more, but then like I watched recent fights and he really wasn't checking them either, although he wasn't against dedicated leg kickers, so it wasn't that big of a deal, slash perhaps on his radar. Not trying to condemn him. Just from what I noticed, and from a statistical standpoint, everybody lands up in the 90 percentiles on their leg kicks thrown on Vittori. Uh, whereas Adesanya, maybe he wasn't doing it as much in their first fight, but you would see later um, when he would face southpaws like Romero, um, who he didn't want to uh, pressure or give any you know big punches or counters to. Um, he would switch southpaw and then get that same stance like it because the open stance is easy to check Perhaps that's why and then he would just go and you know, is he pretty ambidextrous could fight from both stances? Um, I think he's gonna light him up with leg kicks and uh, use his length and his jab. I think that's gonna be the keys for him um, Maybe I would have went with a tour if it was the small cage again But I think the bigger cage is gonna help edge things out. It'll give more Adesanya more breathing room and It'll kind of force Vittori to hit things in the open, which I think he'll need to do anyways, and I hope he plans to do anyways, because even though he does his best work from the cage, you could e easily argue that Adesanya does his best work from the cage defensively, right? And get-ups. So, uh, the key for Vittori is setting up his shots in the big cage over 25 minutes, um, and, you know... Uh, Maybe he goes ham, and if he gets him down early, he should, and try to go for, try to pound him into a head and arm. I know Izzy's pretty skinny. Probably is really hard to put in those positions, but Marvin seems to have a good one, and it feeds nicely to the ground and pound and top positions that he's probably going to get. Um, but if he doesn't get enough of them, um, I think Adesanya can bank enough rounds. It's going to be a real close 3-2. to two. Um I'm not confident in my pick at all. That's why I don't blame anybody taking Vittoria or Vittoria by decision prop. But uh, I got Adesanya by decision. Next fight, Davison Figueredo, minus 230. Uh, Brandon Moreno, plus 190. Um, again, another rematch. Figueredo technically won and own rematches with that Benavidez fight. And Moreno, you count Pantoja tough, 0-1. But that's not why I'm picking Figueredo for the second time, as well as by decision. Anticlimactic, I know, not a bold prediction. I know, I just think we're in for another fun fight, all-out war. Because of both guys' durability, proven durability, although not as much a surprise with Moreno. Uh, not that it's a surprise either with Figueredo, uh, but more Figueredo. I think he had to answer more of the gas tank issues, right? And I believe he did. That being said, that is still probably the better way to outpace, control, outpoint him because he is such a dangerous, opportunistic finisher and a good, accurate counter striker. Um, so I think that uh, that's still kind of the way. that, And maybe Figueredo knows that because he still has that chip on his shoulder, which is good for him. And if you're a Figueredo supporter, you know, you have MMA gamblers out there and like to, you know, make sure he's a... Uh, He's nice and uh, he's he's nice and too messing, you know. Figueroa, like he walks to the edge of the stage and motions toward his zipper. Y'all running with the Dixie cuffs, trying to catch it. Oh, Figgy, pick me. <laughs> My girlfriend's probably, what the fuck are you breaking out with, breaking down in there. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's it, you know obviously hype aside. No, I, I, you know Figueroa, he looks sharp as shit coming out of this one, right? Um, slim down, shape of his life. Whereas Moreno, kind of the opposite. He almost looks bulked up because he makes 125 easily. He's, um, you know, he, 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 he looks like he's kind of muscled up this one. So how will that affect him? 
Um, will it make a difference? I don't think it'll make a difference negatively in his cardio, but I don't know how much it'll make a difference for the ultimate strength edge for Figueredo uh, as well. For Moreno, I, 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 he just has to do more of the same body work, more takedowns, um, more takedowns and not, you know, maybe more feints to not get his jab countered because that kind of uh, kept him getting damage and kind of uh, seemed to stymie him early. Uh, Figueredo was just slipping over the jab. Um, and if he can establish his straight shots without getting countered, then he needs to attach, uh, whether it's the same side head kick that he hit, that both of them hit each other with and kind of rocked each other with, uh, despite the partial blocks, or which I actually called for in the first breakdown, and he actually almost took and hit a couple home run shots on Figueredo, because Figueredo has a propensity to slip heavily to his power side, whichever stance he's using, which is a lot of times orthodox, and he really slips to that side, and even southpaw, he'll look to like kind of uh, slip to the right as well. Um, even though it's not his power side. So that jab, lead, head kick combination, because Moreno is a very much lead-sided centric fighter, going to serve him really well. Whereas Figueredo, actually, I think him going to the body would be good as well because Moreno is so durable. When guys are durable, you go to the body. And it looked like Moreno actually got hurt to the body a couple times. So Figueredo needs to throw more kicks, but more kicks that won't open up counters. So calf kicks and front teeps, um, I think, are going to be really huge, along with his you know counter-punching and body-punching. Um, it's going to be real big. And, you know, if Moreno can get takedowns again, that would be helpful, but um, they don't score as much as commentary was leading on. And I, 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 I you know, um, which I get, they're excited. It was a great fight. But again, uh, more positional changes than anything. There weren't sub attempts or strikes. Um, and, you know, me, Dan Tom will give more credit than most for guard passes, attempts, control, but there really wasn't any of that because Figueredo was able to frame. So we'll see if Moreno is able to problem solve a bit more. He's been able to get his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt since we saw him last, but I don't know. Next fight, we got Leon Edwards minus 600 versus Nate Diaz plus 450. Listen, Dan, we're talking about this fight. I saw a tweet that she did. That wasn't cool, Dan. <laughs> what, Nate? What? I did, I, the one where I was like, jab cross continuums? I put the Pharaoh Monch in the background. Bam, 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 bam. That was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't like that one, did you, Nate? <laughs> it's not that you put me on blast. Oh, you just, you know, showing times where I was blasted. But. He can't Leon had to do it. This, this motherfucker speaks English, Dan. He comes from fucking England. You don't think he fucking can read that shit? Well, that was a visual tweet, but I get your point. Just shut up, Doc. Just, just can't break down watching your ass, Doc. Nate, shouldn't you be in Arizona? All right, so uh, I'm going to be taking Leon Edwards here. And, um... And yeah, uh, essentially, like I alluded to, everyone's going to be looking at, you know, oh, top over southpaw, leg kicks are open, which is true. Uh, RDA, yes, which is true, that'll be there. But honestly, I think it's going to be the body, um, because Leon Edwards does go to the body, and Nate Diaz has been hurt to the body, and head kicks. And it's dangerous because Nate Diaz has been getting hurt more and more for a guy known for his durability and cardio, and he's been hurt more and more, not just to the head, but again to the body. And for cardio, I think that's kind of overblown, which I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. I know it's blasphemous to question his cardio, but like you could easily argue that, that Michael Johnson fight was his last consistent cardio performance. I know there was a lot of issues that weren't his fault, as long as with other ones that he made, you know, I'm not 
I'm sure there are legitimate excuses, but he made excuses for it. By the way, if Nate keeps doing that, he's going to turn into Tito Ortiz, you know, like, all my greats are turning into, like, you know, BJ Penn's turning into, you know, I don't know, problematic boxer, NFL fighter, whatever, fill in, fill in the name. Yeah, Tony Ferguson turning, turning into, you know, the, the, the you, you, you know, your drunk Mexican uncle at the barbecue. Hey, Chino, come here. Shoot him a knife trick. You know, and we got freaking, um, <laughs> we got Nate here turning into Tito Ortiz. <laughs> Yeah, I would have fucking put the cardio on more if it wasn't for this fucking practice goal, dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think it's going to be those same-sided head kicks, man, because Nate has dipping propensities. Just like when I called for uppercuts when he fought McGregor the first time. Like, why would he, what, uppercuts, huh? Like, no, they were there, and that's and Connor was spamming them for a reason. So, um, Nate has has very consistent dipping and leaning propensities. So, I think Edwards is going to pick up on that and, and pretty mess him up pretty bad. And if he takes him down, I don't think he can get submitted. I like Nate Diaz, but that's the way it's going to be, folks. Uh, it's going to take uh, inside the distance at plus money and then sprinkling on round three. What's up, Derek Love? I see you, dog. Good luck, D Love. Um, I love I, I, I love the I love. I love the good gamblers, the pleasant, the pleasant people in the space. Y'all, 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 the best again. Double shouts. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, remember the name? Minus two thirty. Uh, Damian Maya plus one ninety. I rubber banded on this one. I think I ended up wanting to go with leaning toward Maya, but then I submitted Muhammad. And also, gonna uh, be doing Aaron's pre-show. I pre we did a pre-record, so check out Aaron Brownstetter's Twitter, uh, as well as TSN MMA Show. Aaron's the man. But like. Yeah, I'm, I went with Bilal Muhammad here. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for Maya. I may even, like, sprinkle by sub. Who knows? But uh, I just think that the big cage is going to obviously suit Bilal. And I'm going to count that Bilal's uh, wrestling as good defensively as well. Um, kind of like with Vittori against Hermanson. He didn't ever have to show it defensively, but when he did, he was there. You can't always count on that, obviously. But, you know, Bilal did come from wrestling. Uh, Louis Taylor is wrestling coach, MMA fighter. Head coach. Hey, yo, dog, put the guns down. Put the guns down. Uh, Lewis Taylor. <laughs> I love Lewis Taylor. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Bilal. Picking against another southpaw dog, I see. Nate, get the fuck to Arizona, dog. Uh, we got, oh, we got Jam Jamal. Who's got all the impressions here? Jamal. Hill, minus 280, and Paul Craig, plus 240. Nothing can outrun a great Scotsman. Uh, man, if Paul Craig really wants to make his underdog status live, instead of doing the Braveheart paint, he's got he's to dye his beard gray. He's got to dye his hair gray, right? Maybe get a book in his hand, you know, the face off, and just whisper, bolt the door if you're coming in, and see if the, you know, the PTSD registered Jamal's head. I mean, we don't know what happened in that Bronx apartment, folks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody reads for free. Uh, Jesus, Dan Christ, what version of the movie did you watch? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go with the southpaw here in Jamal Hill. Um, but, you know, Craig going to be live for the upset. I'll be rooting for Craig, man, uh, for sure. Uh, There's another one where I'm, I'm picking against the guy, but, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll be rooting as so hard that I may actually even, like, sprinkle on the sub props the guys I'm picking against with Maya and Craig. So definitely rooting against these picks, um, even though there's legitimate analysis as to why they can win and should be favored. I don't think either should be favored by over two to one spreads. That's Jamal Hill or Muhammad. Less so Muhammad, obviously more so Hill. But I will very reluctantly pick Jamal. Bolt the door if you're coming in. 
Show me your sausage. All right, Dan, move on with the breakdown. All right, we got, we got, we got uh, Drew Dober, minus 140 versus Brad Rydell High. Uh, insert uh, John Travolta Grease gif at plus 120. Man, I really want to pick Rydell High here. Again, he's had to show it defensively. hasn't had to show it offensively as far as wrestling, right? Could this be a matchup where he shows it offensively against the uh, hard-hitting Drew Dober? Um, I did go with the Southpaw Dober. Um I don't know, you know, I, I think, yeah, against the Makachevs of the world, he's going to get subbed and whatnot, but I don't know about Riddell offensively. Um, Riddell's had sort of, sort of some good ground and pound and transitions, but um, in the small cage where the, a lot of the Riddell wrestling takes place, again, um, it's going to be a bigger cage, so maybe a little bit less of that. And uh, i got to imagine Dober wants something to prove. Riddell, I feel bad for him and all the traveling and sacrifice those city kickboxing guys got to do for quarantine. But I also don't know how many dedicated southpaws they have like that, of Dober's size at least. I know Adesanya can fight southpaw, but completely different frame and style. So I'm going to go Dober, but really reluctant. Don't blame anybody taking a shot on Riddell. But this is probably just to stay away either. You know, no matter who you're picking, this is an awesome fight. Hopefully it's a fun fight. Didn't stay away from the next one. Joanne Calderwood, minus 145. And then we've got Lucky Lauren Murphy, plus 125. Dan, why do you say your name like that? Um, I'm actually going Lauren Murphy. I got the dog. I've been Lauren Murphy, Lauren Money Train Murphy, uh, since uh, she left the MMA lab. She's been doing real good. I think this is another matchup that she can win until she gets to the uh, last stop of the Chevchenko uh, Sheck House. And um, yeah, I think that Lauren Murphy can. Uh, you know, she, she's deceptively improved her striking. Uh, she will land the harder shots, pressure, get in the face. I would like it better in the smaller cage, but I still think that she can get takedowns, uh, catch Joanne Calderwood out of position. Sometimes Joanne Calderwood um, can be pressured and put out of position and kind of stumble if you, you, know, you strike her on a tie march. She's got one leg up. We've seen that before. I'll go Lauren Murphy here. I even laid a bit on her as a dog. Um, Mavzar, Mavzar Evilev, minus 235. Hakeem Duwadu. Plus 195. Me, Hakeem, yeah. If you don't know, it's me. I got a tattoo on my chest. Yes, we know, me and Hakeem. I'm going to go with uh, um, Russian Frankie Edgar, though. Evil OF. Um, I just think he's going to outwork him. It'll be pretty easy. As long as he doesn't run into a knee, he should he should outwork him. And it'll be good because we'll get to see a lot of DeWaters, um counter-wrestling in that game, too. Um, yeah, but give me Evil OF to just outwork him down the stretch. Uh, not sure I'm co that confident in the price. Um, though I could totally see him being one of the more playable parlay pieces if I had to put a gun in my head, although I wouldn't really do that. I'm giving you guys what I'm playing in their straights and props. We got Eric Anders, minus 145. Darren Stewart, plus 125. Pick Stewart the first time around. Uh, boy, did I get lucky with the way that ended because it wasn't going his way. So I'm staying away this time. Picking Anders, but not as confident, especially as it's going to move to minus over minus 150 if it does. Nah, uh, Matt Steamroller, Favola, minus 265, Terrence McKinney. is coming off of a win recently last Friday. Looking good, got that wrestling base. Um, so that'll make it real interesting. Uh, I'm going to go Favola. I don't think he should be over 2-1. to one. But, but, you know, short notice, I get it. I'll go I'll go Steamroller here. Carlos Philippe, minus 170. Jake Collier, plus 150. Um you know, probably the weight those guys should be fighting it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, Kit Collier was like a skeleton at 185. Uh, whereas, you know, he's he's got the he's got the he's got the fluff. He's got the fluff, and we got a uh, you know thick Diaz over there, uh, Philippe. Hey, what you saying, Johnny? It's nothing wrong with me. I used to be a bit sick in my neck. 
you're gonna be late, dog. Um, it's uh, uh yeah, I'm gonna go with Variety and Jake Collier. He's gonna throw some spinning stuff and dazzle the judges, and then it's gonna frustrate Philippe, and Philippe's gonna be pissed and talk trash, which you know um, ne- the judges never like. So I'm gonna go Collier to edge a decision. Fatty, shots the main analysis. Uh, oh, s- s- Detective, Detective Sterling Peterson, Chicago Police Department. Uh, I think he's going to come down on Chase Hooper's day off here. He's minus 115, Chase Hooper minus 105. What did it open as? I think Peterson opened as the dog. No, minus 180. Um, wow. I'll take, um, I may, I may play Peterson here. I think he's just going to outwork him as long as he can stay out of a submission. Uh, for Aziem, minus 135, Luigi Vendramini, plus 115. Um, I didn't even look at these guys' bio sheets and I have them. Damn it. Shouts to John Morgan, the MMA Roadshow. I um, but I, I'm gonna stick to what I picked on Aaron Aaron Bronstetter's preview show. I'm gonna take Luigi Vendramini uh, as the dog here to outwork him. You know, he's got that, that South American and Italian passion. It's gonna he's gonna put it somewhere. Easy, Dan. All right, next fight we got Penny Kians at minus one ninety. Alexis Davis plus one sixty five. Shouts to Spooky MMA says stand up looks like. A drunk mom holding a beer in one hand and a baby in the other. She tries to deep, deep off somebody. <laughs> if you picture him, this kind of look like. No, I'm just kidding. Alexis Davis has sharpened up a lot. Um, I think she's been working on a lot at CSA the last few camps. Really working on her conditioning. Uh, how can you hate on Alexis Davis, man? She's 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 a lovable vet. That being said, um, Penny Kianzad has been a solid man. She's been real solid, making some quiet improvements. She's definitely strong for the division, so Davis won't have that size in this matchup. Uh, Kian's at probably a parlay piece, uh, if, if I said so. Um, all right, let's uh, let's recap uh, picks and plays. How did we do on time? That was 29 minutes, not too bad. That's why I wanted to do half hour. Okay, uh, taking Amosov over Lima uh, and playing him. Uh, that's the only important pick to recap there for UFC 263. Taking Adesanya over Vittori. Taking Figueredo over Moreno. Taking... Edwards over, yes. Taking Muhammad over Maya, uh, reluctantly. Taking Jamal over Craig, reluctantly. Taking Dober over Rydell. High Riddell. Taking Murphy over Calderwood. Taking Evloev over Dewodu. Taking Anders over Stewart. Taking Steve Vola over McKinney. Taking Collier over Philippe. Taking Detective Dylan Peterson. Oh, uh, Peterson over Hooper. Taking Luigi Vendramini over Farazim taking Penny Kians out over Alexis Davis. Played Murphy at plus 126 for a unit. A 1.5 on Amosov at plus 110. Uh, plus 112, Edwards inside the distance. Didn't sprinkle on round three, but I will, Derek Love. The D-Love special, you know it. Uh, no avoids. Uh, avoid anything, you know, I, I've been saying lately it feels like, or the fights that I didn't have strong takes on because you know I didn't really do any research. Uh, I'm going to be in Hawaii. Thank you guys for all the support and all those of you that do share my work. Give me kind shouts. Really, you are the fuel that I run on. I love you all. Good luck on your picks and plays. And always protect. <laughs>